Podcast. I woke up today. What time did I wake up today? I woke up today. Ooh. Just making it full screen. Does that look a bit better? It looks yeah, amazing. It's a lot better. Hey. How do I do? Um, I think if you go to view and use landscape. Yeah, I'm viewing you in landscape already, so you should be able to see. That's awesome. I'm such a retard. It's anyway. just a setting. It's just a setting. Sorry, we learn these settings. You. It's all good. Um, I was intrigued. Um, so yeah, I woke up today at about 12. I had been up till 6am. I, last night <clears throat> I watched, I stayed up late and I watched, um, what was I doing last night? Anyway, I watched. Apart from killing, apart from killing yourself and, and probably, you know, maybe a week or two of your life. has. Oh, from lack of sleep. Oh, there's an interesting study that's come out saying that weekend sleep is beneficial and weekend sleep does help i'll have to send you the link for it it was from Rhonda patrick tweeted it off her twitter so i watched drive the film um oh dude my homework it's an amazing film it's super cool it feels like a sister film to baby driver have you seen baby driver the edgar wright film the guy who made Shaun of the dead you will love it Baby baby driver Baby driver. Don't watch the trailer, but that movie is like a similar type of film, except um, like a companion piece almost. It's a funny film, but... Oh, dude, oh, that's it. I'm going to be definitely watching that. Well, movie. no, have you watched The Handmaiden? Because that was your homework. Drive was my homework. That's why I watched it. I'm like, I want to do a podcast tomorrow, but I have to watch this film. Oh my God. I have to watch this film. That's I why failed. I stayed up. Major fail. <laughs> well, okay. You've got a... I kept up my, my side of the bargain and saw the film. Um, so let me tell you about the film. It starts and I immediately love the way it doesn't introduce the characters. It just makes the audience pay attention. Mm. I heard a great um, metaphor on a podcast yesterday talking about when they first released Easy Make Meals, like... Hey, put this in here and make a cake. If they made them too simple, no one would buy them because it seemed too easy. But if they made them put in a little bit of milk and a little bit of egg, or one egg, they would sell through the roof because people want to bring some of their own contribution to the mixture. And I felt this with this film straight away. I'd heard that metaphor being used earlier that day. And as soon as the film started, I had to start putting shit together myself. They were giving me, the director was feeding me little bits of information and I had to go, oh, this is that, this is that. Why is he watching the basketball game? Oh, he loves basketball? No, he needs to know the timing so he can drive into the car park, spoiler alert, so he can lose the cops. It's such a unique and interesting way of opening and such a throwback to the 80s with the music, like this new yeah, and old, yeah. the aesthetic of it. It was kind of like, yeah, it was It was beautiful. It was, it was very Tarantino-esque in a way where it was like a driver film that had never been made before, like a perfect version of one. You know what I mean? Like it was all these different films that had never been done as well as they were being done in this, if that makes sense. I, I found it very interesting. That. He used, he worked around actors' limitations. Um, Oscar Isaac was amazing playing both. Um, the guy coming out of jail and playing the car. Most people didn't realize he was playing the car in all of the scenes. He actually, I, I, I checked the credits. He actually played everything <laughs> in the entire movie. It was crazy. He played, this, he was he used the special effects and when um, the driver put on... He played, he played the baseball game. <laughs> he was pretty good. It's crazy how Oscar... That wasn't baseball, it was basketball. Basketball, yeah. Oscar yeah. Isaac has that amazing <laughs> ability to... He was super vulnerable in this film and weak. Whereas if you compare that to other films he's in, he's super strong. Like 
he he's certainly not one of those actors who's the same guy, believable but the same in every film. He's a different person in every single film you see him in. So good. Um, how good Brian Cranston? I've loved him since he was. Uh, he did a voice in my favorite cartoon of all time called The Wings of Honomies. I think I've tried, we maybe watched the beginning of that once. It was a 1980s one made by one of the guys who made Neon Genesis Evangelion. But Brian personally, I thought it was a bit boring. Oh yeah, we didn't finish it though. We got about halfway through, right? Yeah, I thought it was boring yeah. as well. But you see, I like violence, right? I'm a violent yeah, person, yeah. so unless manga's got like blood and you know killing and stuff. Yeah, so it's a very inter- it's, it's a very thought. Story. I mean, there's a bit of action towards the end. But Brian Cranston's one of the main voices in that. Back before he was when he was a nobody actor. Actor. So I know him from that. I've always associated him with playing Motti from that stupid English adaption of one of my favorite Japanese cartoons from the eighties. So it's that weird little thing. It's like when you know Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel Air because he did the voice of the Shredder on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Those kinds of little associations that you can never lose in your head. He's like, Will, these damn turtles. Like it sounds the same every single time. Anyway, so I love that film. It was cool. And then I was like, oh, what time is it? It's three o'clock. Oh, it's four o'clock. It was 4 a.m. I've just watched this film because I said I was going to. <laughs> and mm. I, um, I thought, oh, I know what's on now. I know what's on in the middle of the night. I've got the, I've got the login to Foxtel on my phone. And I saw the last three fights of the UFC. And I have to say that that... Did you watch it? Have you seen it? I, only the last fight. So by the time I got up, the last fight was just about to yeah. come on. So yeah, If that's what every single UFC... So we were both awake. We could have been messaging each other about it. But it would have fucked up my phone. I thought, you I, assumed I would be asleep. Definitely thought of course, you were of course. The only way I'm ever awake at that time of day is if I've stayed up all night. Anyway, if every UFC fight was like that, I would watch every UFC fight ever. It was like this amazing match of skills with without any hyper violence or anything. It was just all about technical ability and strategy, and I thought that was amazing to see. I thought overall, or the, the last, last fight? fight, the the earlier fights, like the Neil Magny one, was a mismatched um, last last minute fight. It probably shouldn't have been sanctioned almost. The guy was like a, a first fight guy versus a top 10 guy. I think he was meant to fight one of... Um, who's that guy who trains with Conor McGregor? The yeah, the, Scandinavian yeah. guy? I, I don't know. Gunnar talking. Nelson was yeah. meant to be fighting Neil Magny in the second... In the co-headliner, but he got hurt. So this other guy from England stepped in and just got thrashed. It was just a miss... It was like watching... Well, don't spoil it for me because I'm, I'm still... Oh, you don't know the results? results. I, 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 no, no, no. Oh, I, okay. I, I, I won't mention any of the other ones then. Um, yeah, the, the, what do you think of the last one? Oh, I thought it was amazing. I thought the judging was a little bit British, but it was in England, so that's what you get. The crowd affects the judging. I thought Wonderboy was probably up three to three, three rounds to two, and then maybe the last round could have been a 10-8 to till because he knocked him over. But... Yep. But then it should have been a tie. Here's, here's the, the idea thing. that it was a 49-46 was embarrassing until walked over to Wonderboy and said that to him when he gave him shook his hand and hugged him at the end. He's like, yeah, that judging was garbage. Yeah, but but here's the thing, right? Yep. There, there's fighters and there's fighters. There's there's guys that go out there and they play it safe and and you know you can sort of justify some of that. You know, if, if they're you know take take Woodley and and Wonderboy. Yep. They were both playing it safe. To an extent, but you've got to go out there and kill the guy. 
and that's that's what uh, I find boring. Like, could you imagine Conor McGregor, GSP, John Jones, DC, Mighty Mouse, any of those guys going out there and playing at that? The way Wonder Boy did. They 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 don't, they don't, and that's why those guys are champions and people like Wonder Boy. Well, Wonder Boy's and got, I thought yeah. Till. Go on. Till should have gone out there and murdered him, and he didn't. <clears throat> well, what I find interesting about that is that Woodley finishes a lot of guys. Wonderboy finishes a lot of guys. He finished... Um, who's the Aussie guy? That, who's the 185 champion? What's his name? Yeah, Whitaker. Wonderboy thrashed Whitaker. He finished him. He put him in... A, he, he, he finished him off. Wonderboy finishes everyone except for these Tyrone Woodley ones and dangerous guys. Darren Till is a monster. Tyrone Woodley is a monster. These are guys... Those are the only guys he hasn't finished. He's, he doesn't win a lot of decisions. He usually kicks the shit out of these people. If you go look at his highlights, he's a killer. You saw, you saw Till against um, Donald Cerrone and all of his other fights. He smashes people. It's just that Wonderboy is that dangerous that they have to be careful of him. I think, look, Till, Till looks pretty good, but he hasn't exactly fought any 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 big guys other than Cerrone and Cerrone you know he's well and truly but he's he, oh. so th- th- this would be his first one and he wasn't entirely dominating I, I don't he know, wasn't I dominant but what, Wonderboy what, once he fights a proper fighter you don't think Wonderboy's a proper fighter he beat Whitaker. Was. was was how long ago was that like less than two years ago <laughs> That's a long it was time why Whitaker went up to 185 because he said I can never beat this guy this guy just thrashed me Till's like I've never fought a guy like this in my life I think you're underestimating. Like, Woodley smashes everybody. He's a dominant fighter, and he, he just couldn't figure Wonderboy out. So his last two fights, Wonderboy... No, hold on. Was it Maya, Wonderboy, Wonderboy? Maya, he broke... I think it was. Woodley hurt his shoulder against Maya, so he was fighting injured. So that doesn't count. So the last three fights in the last 18 months... Yeah. And he's just been... I mean, look, he's the champion, right? He's defending. So the onus is on the other guys to, to go out there and, and really sort of try and... Uh, yeah. Really I think we'll see when what, when Wonderboy gets matched up with Dos Andros or Cody, Kobe Covington after this and absolutely destroys them because they don't respect his game. Sure. We'll see what I'm talking about. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he is over the hill. I was very entertained like I said, tonight, today. There's fighters and there's fighters. <clears throat> And I found it boring. Really? You didn't find it? Oh, I love it. I love that tension. I, lo- I loved the Woodley Wonderboy fight as well, fights as well. No, because that, that's three fights now in a row that I've seen Woodley... Wonderboy, you know, Wonderboy fight Wonderboy like Wonderboy. that. Wonderboy fight, fight, yeah, fight like that. That's three in a row, right? And, and he, he has something to prove now because he's, that's three. So... They um, should have given him... They should have given him the Dos Angeles fight. That should have been Covington versus Till today. And that should have been a more entertaining fight. Though the two up-and-comers fighting each other. And it should have been Wonderboy fighting Dos Anjos for the interim belt while Woodley's injured. It's not fair to, to have a... You have a draw with the champion and then lose a really close points bat fight over five rounds. And then you don't get to fight Dos Anjos for the interim belt. That's... They give it to the guy who talks the most shit. I think that's pretty bad. The scoring system's a joke. It is. It's a mess. But... Subjective yeah. as hell. But, and if Till hadn't got that last punch at the end, it would have been harder to, easier to argue that it was more of a tie. I still reckon he would have gotten it. He would have got it, but it would have been unfair. It would have, it would have been totally. wrong because Wonderboy had kind of clipped him a lot more. Well, he, landed, he landed more yeah. punches and got a yeah. takedown. 
this this uh, more dominant in the octagon. I mean, how, how do you? I tell you the other thing. It was unfair. They got in whenever they got in the clinch. He had about ten pounds on him because he missed weight on purpose. Well, he didn't miss it on purpose. Apparently, his girlfriend had been in the hospital. She's pregnant right now, and she almost lost the kid. And over the last week in fight week, so that's an understandable one. He apologized and he said, "Look, there's some family issues going on, and that's a fairly serious situation if you're spending all night at the hospital, multiple days before the fight with a, with his pregnant girlfriend. That's pretty serious." But okay. yeah, fair enough. How are you? Yeah, I, what I, have you been? Oh, yeah, go. To, to be perfectly honest, I don't. I don't even think that the weights. Yeah, it makes a difference. But after after watching, like spending the last maybe three weeks or so watching all the classic mm. UFC, where none of that mattered. Yeah. I think it's it's. I don't know. I think these guys um use it use it as an excuse. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I see that. I see what you're saying. How are you going? Yeah. Good. Good. Enjoying the enjoying the weekend. Yeah. I've done a bit of gaming. Oh, too. what'd you play? Destiny. Yep. I think I've gotten as far as I can now. It, I need need some help from uh from some other online players because there's some big bosses you got to fight and you got to do them in multiplayer mode. But yeah, that that's been good fun. And I purchased Gran Turismo. You did. Okay. Just to see how it was just to sort of get 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 something out of my ps4 pro so like get a ps4 pro game man so it's a new gran turismo designed to function specifically around it's about six months old yeah well that's new like the other one was was that ages before that right yeah Yeah. so it's a fairly new gran turismo designed specifically to um use as much processing power of the ps4 pro as possible how does it look on your big tv looks nuts looks real like some shots i love that And I'm, and I'm trying to like normally I drive on the uh, camera angle closest to the road or um, that sort of bumper yep. angle. But now I'm sort of trying to get used to driving in the external camera view just to sort of absorb all the eye candy. <laughs> it's just, it just looks gorgeous. It's a funny, it's and a funny balance, isn't it? So much. Deciding which one you're going to use. The, the the sounds like I remember the the last one that I had, which is going back a few years mm-hmm. now. That they all all the cars sounded like vacuum cleaners, but um, this version you can tell. Like I mean, that's why it takes them so long to develop these games because there's just so much attention to detail. But all the the engine yeah. sounds and stuff like that, um, just it, yeah, it, it's the real thing. Well, do you know how hard it is to find a vacuum cleaner that sounds like a Ferrari? It's crazy. It takes a lot of time. Hold on, Camille's at the Camille's at the flat door flap, and I I closed it so Gorman wouldn't go out and bark and ruin the podcast. So give me five seconds. I'm yep. going to let her out. Cool. Dog break. And I'm back. I'm checking to see if Baby Driver's on Netflix. It's not yet, I don't think. Um, it might be. It's one of those movies I'm definitely buying on Blu-ray. Only, it only came out a year ago, I think. I think um, no. I'm pretty sure it came out in like June, July? Maybe July. I was preparing for the... Remember I hosted that trivia night at work with silver face paint on? 
Yep, yep. And I think me and Anna were doing a rehearsal for that. And then we went along and saw that movie. About, yeah, not 11, 10, 11 months, 10, 10 months ago, I'd say, roughly. Hey, you know what I was going to say about Gran Turismo? That it looks really good and it was really fun? It looks really good and it's fun. Um, it's a massive download. It's like 100 gig. It's huge. Wait, anyway, wait, wait, wait. Easier Let's driving. rewind a second. It's 100 gig. Yeah, it's massive. Think about that for a second. Didn't we just download Pro Evo Soccer and it was 20 gig, 25 gig the other day. So the yep. PS4 Pro yep. means it's got 4K potential, right? This game can be played in 4K. Yep. So it's four times larger. That's yep. 100 gig download. Yeah, there's hundreds of cars. I understand. I, I get it. Engine but the old Gran Turismo was, was 16 gig. Yeah. This is 100 and very oh, it's amazing it's, the, like the actual game it's not a complaint on. yeah really really nice. I'm just top trying notch, to so, I'm just trying to not be blase about how insane that is because I still remember the 1.2 gigabyte hard drive I got on my first computer and you said that's ridiculous because you had 200, 256 megabytes as your hard drive and we had to delete everything to play like you'd play a game you'd have to delete it and mm-hmm. save put the hard, you'd put the save files on a floppy disk and delete and format your disk, your whole computer to install a new game Format the hard drive, reinstall, reinstall the operating, operating system, system to get it, just to be able to play a new game. If you want to play Syndicate one day and then Dune 2 the next, you had to delete everything. <laughs> well, even on the on the um, PS4, I was having to clear a lot of hard drive space, but now I've got a one terabyte drive on that Pro, so it's it's a lot better. Um, but what I was going to say before was, yeah. it's still harder driving a car in that game than, than it, it is in real life. Thing. It is easier to drive a supercar in real life. Speaking of which, I was looking at an Audi RS4. You were looking at it? What does that mean? Yeah. What, is it, what does that mean, Joe? <laughs> Joe, what does that mean? <laughs> it means I have an itch. <clears throat> is, it a, is it like an itch it's that you can that is going to go away? Or is it an itch that you're going to call me up in three, in three weeks so. and go, dude, let's go test drive a car. And then we'll look at it and you go, that's amazing. amazing. That was so much fun. And then you're like, I can't, I'm not going to get it though. It's silly. And then two weeks later... You'll just have it. And I'll be like, sure. <laughs> Is that the kind of itch we're talking about? Possibly. 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 It's interesting. Talking of cars, have you seen the new Alfa Romeo that's out? The Quadro. The sedan. Have you Check out the there. stats on it. Pull it, it up. Pull amazing. it up and look at the stats. Yeah, yeah. I know. Test I know. Dri- let's go test drive Chris that. Let's do an official no, I'd never buy an review. Alpha. I didn't say you should buy an Alfa. I just think we should go test drive it. Because I want to do an official review on this podcast of test driving that car. That car, what is it like? Three hundred something kilowatts? Three hundred and forty? Is that the one? Hold it's on, some it now. obscene. So it's, uh, How much does it cost? Uh, it's not cheap pricing. Let's have a look. Because for a long time they pricing, weren't pricing, bringing pricing. the really expensive alphas out to Australia, but I think the four C did such good business. So many people bought them that they decided to bring out their top-of-the-line sedans again and sports cars. The 4C is pretty sweet. 4C is sweet, but it's not very practical. All right. Clearly nothing on their website, so I'm going to... I'll just go to carsales.com.au, yeah. 
right. And again, it's that same thing where I had no interest in Alfa Romeos ever until I got inside one and test drove one. And it was only a normal one. And I just loved it so much. Just driving it. Once you drive one, I thought Jeremy Clarkson was talking shit. But as soon as I drove one, everything he said about it was 100% true. You know what's funny about that? They're nice. I never heard him talk about an Alpha until after I'd driven one. 165 grand drive 165. Away. And what is it though? What are the specs? It's an all-wheel drive. 2017. So that's a 2.9 litre twin turbo, 8-speed automatic. Uh, and what are we looking at here? 375 kilowatts. Um, eight speed transmission. This is like the hundred. Well, it's a this is like the hundred gig download. You'd want it to be. This for is that like price. the hundred gig download. It's a three. It's a supercar. Ooh, those torque figures. Six hundred yeah. meters at two and a half. This is a here. supercar. They've released a supercar. Yeah. That's. 375 kilowatts in an all-wheel drive vehicle. I'm not saying you should buy one, Joe. I don't think you should spend more than 100000 on a car. That's a lot of money. I'm just saying that is amazing that they've released one of those in Australia because for years you could only get those in Europe. They... I saw one yesterday. Fishwick really? Yeah, I pointed out to Hong Kong. She goes, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, now. Oh shit! It's the fir- first one I've seen in in the flesh. <clears throat> That's funny. Guess who's getting a new car soonish? Mm, my dad. dad. The um, the the twin clutch on the um, Lancer Rally Art is going, and instead of replacing it, he's just going to get rid of it and get a new car. He's had it for ten years. You know, ten years is a long time for a car. And he's had it, like, it's not stock. If it had been stock, I don't think that that gearbox would ever go. But when you put on the three-inch, um, three-inch for back, for turbo back, dual exhaust and get it ch- maxed out tune on it, on that um, two-liter turbo. Because that was it. He had that car at 190 at the wheels. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think your dad just drives it hard and it's just worn out. I think it's a combination, though. I think driving it hard... Plus the fact that it was on a different tune. It was running a lot more power. Like those cars are only 180 at the engine normally when you buy them. Mm. He had it up to 270 or 280 at the engine. So that's quite a lot more power running out of it. You know what I mean? All right, I'm looking. I, th- I think that's just an inherent problem with um with dual clutch, especially transmission. ones that are ten or eleven they... years old. Yeah, true. I'm sure they're better now, right? All right. Would you assume? I would assume ten years later the technology's improved. Uh, look, I think it would have, but still, it's it's an all-wheel drive vehicle. That's you know, and, it, and it's not exactly slipping its its wheels. Also, all all that stress is going to the transmission. So if you drive it hard, yeah, it, you're gonna wear yeah, it out. Yeah. Um, and it was fifteen grand was the quote he got for a brand new transmission. You can buy a brand new Lancer Rally for fifteen grand. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. But all right, so the RS4. Yeah, RS4. It's three hundred and thirty-one kilowatts. Um, same torque, but at a much lower RPM. So, and that's a, a six-cylinder twin turbo. Six hundred newton meters at nineteen hundred RPM. Three hundred and thirty-one kilowatts at sixty-seven hundred RPM. Sorry, how many kilowatts was that? 
331. Jeez, how much does it weigh? A lot. How much does it weigh, Jen? Does it weigh eighteen hundred or twenty two hundred or sixteen hundred or nineteen? Like, makes a big difference. Not that much. Uh, It it does, but I've driven this thing around a track. I'm not inferring that it would be slow by any measure of the (laughs) imagination, but it does make a big difference if it's sixteen or nineteen hundred kilograms. Yeah, that's what I'd expect for three thirty. It it just goes goes to show how much of a weapon the RS3 is because the RS3 is like 300 kilowatts and it, it is does... It, is it 300 or 270, 280? It's something like that. Uh, oh, not the new one. I, like mine, mine is probably a bit down, but um, yeah, the new one's well, 300. Oh yeah, the, dude, the RS3 is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous vehicle. The power numbers on it, the the power, the way you can drive it, the level of luxury in it, it's, it's obscene. I've, I've gone through another set of tires too. <laughs> they don't last. No, long. well, they're not supposed to either. I still remember how shocked I was. I shouldn't have been shocked, but um, talking to the the dealer at Mitsubishi, he's like, "Yeah, everyone who, half the people who buy Evos for sixty grand sell it at its first service." And Dad was like, "Why?" And the guy says, "Well, because it's ten grand a year. if you replace all of the disposables with the proper things. It's ten grand a year upkeep." Really? I thought it was because of the interior. Your obsession with the interior? <laughs> interior plastics of the car is quite crazy. I'm just saying, um, though, jokes aside, it's the tires and the oil and the brakes at that level cost that much to replace. Like, it's just, there's a reason why it performs the way it does. And those things are all things that need replacing every 10,000 kilometers. And they cost a fortune. How much did you say it was? They said about ten grand a year on upkeep if you replace on, on servicing. no 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 not servicing on like replace perishables. Ten grand a year, hmm, I find that hard to believe. What on? I mean, the, even the Audi doesn't cost anywhere near that. Tires, brakes, and um, oil and stuff like that. So, okay, well let's go through that. Let's compare it to the RS3. So the RS3, uh, it's about what four hundred bucks a tire. They last about fifteen thousand. So what? That, that's sixteen hundred. They're Touching only four hundred. Four hundred. You're only grand. running four hundred dollar tires on that. Yeah. yeah. No, the Evo ones were well, nine fifty a corner. The guy said. Well, that's that's bullshit because these are Pirelli P zero ones made for that car, and they're like. I'm just telling you. Remember, remember the tires my car came with. Rally Art always put on the most ridiculous tires in the world. My car came with semi slicks. It's it's a joke. The, the, they still the, did it though. That's what they did. The, the, it might be bullshit, but that's the tires they put on it. That's the reason it can stay around. It can stay like on Top Gear that the Evo would always sit behind the Lambo and not be able to get away from it because of the tires and everything. I'm, I'm not convinced. You're not convinced. Look at the look at them again. Um, look, I, I just don't see. The guy might have been exaggerating have exaggerating the, the numbers person. slightly, but the reality is that those brakes. For the full those set, brakes that and those sense. tires and all that stuff cost enough that people who buy the car can't afford the upkeep of the car. Do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> Are you looking up what tires the Evo has? Evo ten. I'm, I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not convinced. Uh, so it's an Evo. The Evo ten. It came with the pair, a set of Dunlop track track tires, basically. Yeah, because like the. 
What the Mitchell and Pilot cups don't, don't even cost that much. They, they cost, you know, they're around the $400. Yeah, like, but you know, cost. my like my car, I only put $150, $160 tires on it now, just the Bridgestone um, Potenzas, but it came with $280 Yokohama um, Yokohama, what are they called? I can't remember the name of them now. $10,000 with fuel and everything? Maybe. That would make sense. And if you were driving at like, say, maybe 30,000 kilometers. I think he said if you drive at 20,000 kilometers, people, they need, it needs, because it, it needs a service every 5,000 Ks. And they say, he said, by the fourth service, when they're spending $800 on oil and all this other stuff like that, they're like, people just don't want to do it anymore. So they either get, they use cheaper tires, cheaper brakes, cheaper oils and all that stuff, or they get rid of the car and they usually just get rid of the car. They're just like, fuck it. It's been fun, but yeah. that's why you always see so many um, Evos for sale after they're new for ten with ten to fifteen thousand kilometers on them. Because people get them who can only just afford the sixty grand, without realizing how much the upkeep is. That was one of the. I don't. I don't know yeah. any. I don't know any car that costs that much to run. I mean, not even not even like you know the sort of you know hatch hypercars and stuff like that. And yeah, that's just really ordinary. For them to be expecting people to pay that much and you know that that affects their sales they're stupid yeah this is how it is i need to fix that up so are you actually looking at getting an rs4 or you just want to drive one again on the road and so it's like a bit of both <laughs> so dad's talking about he wants to get an all-wheel drive so he can drive to the snow and so that kind of just leaves the focus rs and the wrx in his price range i don't think he wants to pay more than 50. I'd take a WRX over the Focus. Yeah, I think... The Focus has got some major build quality. I think the dropping 40 grand on a basic WRX instead of 50 on the premium, which is just a bit of a leather seat, really, is probably the way to go. You can get like a, a 2017 model for like 38. You'll get... You should just get the STI. The STI is like 60 grand, dude. It's 20 grand more. Yeah, and how much did he spend on, on the car's mod? Five grand. He paid thirty-eight yeah, for it, just, and he so it got him up to forty-three. Could have just bought an Evo. They were sixty. It's <laughs> another seventeen thousand dollars. You could have bought one with like you know fifteen. Look, if I thought if I thought he was willing to spend that much money, then yes, I think an STI would be a great thing to do. And if you could get a great deal on like a twenty seventeen model for like fifty-five, that'd be amazing. But the reality is they're going to offer him a 2017 WRX for 38 or 39 drive away. And he's going to say, what else do I get for that $15,000 or $17,000? Does it, does it have to be new? Yeah. No, he doesn't want to get a secondhand car. Because he keeps them, he could keep them for 10 years. He likes getting it serviced and all that and looking after it and having it be his car. A big thing is going to be how the people at Subaru treat treat him as well. Because last time he went to Subaru, they were really rude. And they were like, look, it's a great car. If you want it, you want it. If you don't, you don't. And he was like, cool, and just walked out. <laughs> yeah. oh, I remember when you and I went there and they were trying to tell us that, you know, the, 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 the road spec. Identical to the race spec. Exactly. The, yeah. Ex except for the And we were like, really? And he's like, yeah, yeah, mate. And we're like, can you confirm that? And he's like, yeah, 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 we can get the number. And he started talking to the manager. The manager's like, starts shaking his head at him going, ah, uh, just sort of trying to talk us away. Yeah, they're a little bit yeah, different. There's, oh, there's a few diff there's a few minor differences. It's like, well, it's a different engine. It's a different body. It's a different suspension. It's a different seat setup. It's different everything. It's not identical at all. It just looks superficially similar. 
They don't even look the same. Anyway. All right, 57 drive away. 57, yeah. Compared to 39, 240. I was looking at them this morning. It's hard to justify that extra 20 grand if you're not going to track it. Obviously, it's a better car. You get 30 kilowatts more power. But... I've not, I've not driven the... I haven't driven a, a WRX since like 2012 or something like that. But what I do remember was that it was laggy as hell and it was just a very punch-you-in-the-face type power delivery compared to the STR, which is just much more refined. Yeah. I think it depends on the test drive, really. Like, he'll test drive that. He'll test drive a Focus, maybe. He'll test drive um, a few other things. I think they fixed that. A lot of people complain about that model. But yeah, yeah, the, the 2012, the hatch, the weird one, that was a bit of a weird car. But the, the new one, it's got 200 kilowatts. It's all-wheel drive. I'm sure it's a decent vehicle. And it might... Yeah, we'll see. For 40 grand, it's pretty good value. You'd, you'd, when he wants to get an all-wheel drive to go to the snow... I think it's a, a smart way to go. What about a Honda? I would love him to get that, but it's only front-wheel drive. Uh, I don't know how that actually goes on the snow and stuff like that when you're going on the ice and you want to drive up to Threadbow and Perisher and go through without snow chains on. Like the rally art was yeah. great for that. You just put it in snow mode and it just killed it. You could just drive it normally. That was like Because it had an Evo 9 differential in it and that makes a massive difference. The other option is that he might just get the new Eclipse Cross and not go for a sports vehicle. Just get that SUV with the Evo drivetrain and the 1.5 liter. And then he'll hate himself. And then hate himself for the next 10 years. Or he might enjoy pushing it. He might enjoy pushing a car that doesn't have that much power, but has good handling. We'll see. We'll see. I think if he doesn't get a sports car, what will happen is mum will end up driving the new car and he'll drive the old Mitsubishi 380 Mm. until it dies and then he'll replace that with the sports car. You know what I mean? Pretty funny how that thing still... Uh, so that's 10 years old now, isn't it? Because I remember he got that one... The Rally Art or the 380? No, nah, the... 380, the he got... It's 12 years old now. 12 2006 or 7? Maybe 2007. 2007, because I remember he got it around the time when I got Yeah, married. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty new then. I, I it was to, pretty new then. You, you you were driving it when we went to vote, remember? We went to vote out at the... Um, the Belcon yes, and, that and is true. Center. That is true. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty slick back then. It was a pretty nice little vehicle. Oh, yeah. it was awesome. It's, and in black. Too, it, it still is. It's still, you can drive that to Sydney and back right now. It's got 200,000 Ks on it and it just doesn't skip a beat. They put such a good, it's a nice 3.8 liter six cylinder engine. It's a cool little car, but I think that'll go for a while unless mum wants to replace it. But yeah, that's 12 years. That's yeah, almost 12 years old. And um, I think dad's car is 10, the rally art. He got it in late 2008. Just a little bit before or a little bit after I got the Colt. Yeah. Dude, the styling on the new Type R is just completely... I love it. Every time I see one, I'm like, that's the car of the future. We're finally in the future. Looks like a toy. It's amazing. I love that they've done that. I love that they've gone, yeah, this is going to be the most ridiculously sporty looking car in human history. I don't think there's ever been a car that looks more like 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 a spaceship. Yeah. I think, I mean, the the Renault Megane is like that also. The the one that you almost bought with the two seats. That's a very space car-y looking vehicle mm-hmm. because of the colors they used. But yeah. So the Type R's, I would get one in, I like them in white. 
Like yeah, that. the white with the black highlights is always a great look. The 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 ice blue is kind of nice too. That's not too bad. No, it's it? not too bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. The black, I like the black too. <clears throat> black looks alright. I think they all look pretty good in person. I think it just depends what you feel like and what you had for your last car so you don't just get the same color over and over again. Cool. So what's coming up this week? Four days of work. It's going to be a pretty solid solid um, week at work. Pretty busy yep. now. Just because of the, uh, the phase of the project uh, that I'm working on. But so I've got, I've got a jog tomorrow. And then some some gym work in the evening. So I'm gonna start doing gym in the evenings now. And, gym mean, uh, gym meaning weights. Doing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, weight, yeah. Weight strength training. So I'm, I'm gonna start doing um, some training with a steel mace. Start working on the like the traps in the upper. Oh, part. like the Indian yeah. stuff, the roll arounds and all that. Yeah. yeah, that stuff is cool. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So that that will help with the jujitsu, and it'll help with the riding yep. as well. Um, so I ordered a, a, a six yep. kilo one. Um, from eBay, so hopefully it'll arrive in it'll arrive in the yep. next few days. So I'll be doing a five k run, gym on Tuesday. Then I'll do indoor trainer on Wednesday. Then jujitsu in the evening. So jujitsu I'll be doing Wednesdays and Fridays and Saturdays. Jogs and the bike throughout the course of the week with gym sessions in the afternoon when I'm not doing jujitsu. And then um, there's a there's a bike race out at um, Tathra this weekend, which I'm thinking I might go to. Cool. So, yeah, it should be, um, should be fun. It sounds good. How about you? Uh, I've been, well, I've spent all weekend. And when I say all weekend, I've been sporadically doing it because you can't sprint with the, well, you can, can only sprint with these things. I've been rehearsing my stand-up for Tuesday night. So that's rattling through my head the whole time right now. I've done a piece about the anti-vaccination movement, which I think um, I'm pretty excited about. No spoiler. I can give you a spoiler if you want. Yeah, okay, well, basically, it's uh, it's a bit of a story. I could almost give you the story now if you're interested. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, basically, we start off talking about the fact that in the last 10 years, over 30 children in Australia have died of preventative di preventable diseases, right, because of the anti-vaccination movement, diseases that didn't exist before. These anti-vaxxers, they don't let – they're not – immunizing or vaccinating their children against measles, smallpox, um, polio, these types of things. And so these old school diseases are coming back. And the idea is that like I had a kid five years ago, a little boy named Daniel, and I wanted him to get vaccinated, but I didn't think that was enough. So I started faking his records and getting him vaccinated multiple times and got him vaccinated seven times. And he looked like a little pincushion and that's fine. That wasn't enough though. So we started going out in the backyard and playing in the dirt. All right playing in the dirt with little bugs and organisms and pollen and grass. And that was cool for a while, you know, small exposures, increasing his immunity. And then next we started going to car parks late at night, big car parks of shopping centers where there's like water everywhere and like food wrappers, just grossness and crawling around in that, sort of exposing to a bit more stuff out in the cold and that made him a bit stronger again. And then when he was five months of age, I decided to take him to the garbage tip and leave him there for an hour by himself. And so he struggled with that because he wasn't even six months old. 
he's just a baby. And I, I mean, I didn't want to baby him too much, seeing as he was a baby. But anyway, slowly we ramped that up one hour at a time until he was able, you know, two hours, three hours, four hours, just baby steps. And then eventually we got to a point where he was staying a whole day at the garbage tip. He'd crawl around amongst all the piles of garbage, scavenge for his own food, get in a fight with like a seagull or a rat or a crow and just build up his immunity, you know, get a few cuts and scrapes, catch a few minor illnesses. And it, you, you see where I'm going? Um, and then I reached... So, so here's the question, where do you end Well, up? This, this keeps going. So we get to a point where seven months, when he was seven months of age, I decided he needed to stay overnight. And so we took him there, I dropped him off at Tuesday morning, picked him up Wednesday afternoon, and he didn't just survive that, he thrived. He was stronger than ever. And all these other parents saw that I was doing this. And so they're like, God, we want to get in on this. And so I tried taking Daniel along for a week by himself. So I dropped him off, picked him up a week later, and he did really well. And so the second time that happened, 15 other babies joined him and we only lost two of them. So 13 babies came back and it became a real movement and became a real thing. It got very popular with this alternative parenting thing. And so... I opened a childcare center at the, at the garbage tip and I had hundreds of babies there. And this is when it got really interesting because the babies started to change and adapt. Some babies started coming back with like bits of metal or bits of technology stuck to them and you couldn't take it off. Right. One time little uh, Mikey and Sally came back and they had fused together like conjoined twins, but they weren't even related. They just merged into this like double baby. And these mutations, the rapidity of them was like going through the roof. It was astonishing to watch some of these babies, like eventually they just all stopped getting sick at all. None of them ever got sick ever again. Their skin got all tough like leather. And then they started finding new ways of breathing. So they would start oxidizing the metal that had fused into their skeletal systems or stealing oxygen particles from other dimensions. And then it got really interesting, got really crazy because the fusing started happening more rapidly, like exponentially. I was out at the back of the garbage tip and I saw a 30 foot mega baby made up of like 500 other babies joined together like Voltron. And it was crawling along, absorbing technology like a jelly sponge cyborg. And then a month after that, I looked up at 30 meters above me. I saw a mega baby double that size swimming through the air like a whale in a David Attenborough documentary. And then it was three years ago to this very day that I actually saw the final event when all of the mega babies, because there were so many flying around at that point, had fused together into a single giga baby, which was 600 foot tall and basically immune to everything. It had become psychic, ambivalent and essentially immortal. And it started to rise up and fly towards the upper atmosphere and it flew into space, unaffected by the Van Allen radiation belts, not needing oxygen to breathe. And it slowly began the colonization of the galaxy on behalf of the humanity that it had left behind. Very That's creative. the story. That's the standoff I'm doing. <laughs> Before you took the sci-fi angle, I thought you were going to end up with them. I don't know, like at, you, you took them to Parliament House to, to watch Question Time for like, you know, at the age of one or something. That's like an that. interesting angle to go also. <laughs> to, to build... To build up their <laughs> build up their political immunity, um, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Is it interesting? I, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I like the idea of the six hundred foot giga baby that slowly goes out and takes over the planet, takes over the galaxy.
it's, uh, you should get a t-shirt made like for, for every every stand-up you do like when you when you've got a particular joke or theme then you should wear a t-shirt about that to the show so you should wear a giga a giga baby t-shirt. that would be i wonder if i could get one made in time for tomorrow night because i did that you know are you saying that because i did that for the last one yeah, yeah for the new arcadia shopping yeah um I don't know if you. I don't know if there's any places in town that do screen printing. Yeah, there's heaps, man. Just like the mall, or even in the city, just go to one of those. Um, yeah, any other photo place. And they'll do one in the in a day. Be able to do it for you that day, same day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go in there, you pay your money, and you're done. You just got to give them the image. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I might have a look at that because I've got some imagery for this already. Because remember, I sent you the. Oh, because I've already sent you this one, right? The. The YouTube of it, but it was way different and longer. Yes. Giga baby. Hmm. What could you use? This giant baby superimposed flying up towards the sky. Interesting how doing an image search of that in Google pulls up absolutely nothing. It's just all trash. It'd be pretty sweet just having the words G-I-G-A with a little hyphen, baby. Because no one would know what that means until they hear the end of the story. Or just, just wear like a baby t-shirt. <laughs> like get like a photo of like a really cute baby and just wear that. <laughs> yeah, <you're awesome. laughs> oh, just look for the cutest one you can find and just print that shit. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I need, to, I need to plan ahead more like that. I may not be able to do it for tomorrow because it's payday on... Um, Thursday and I'm um, counting, I'm counting, see this? I'm counting these right mm. up until, these five cent pieces right up until Thursday. I got to buy Camille's um, thyroid medication. Hold on one second. Gorman, Gorman, come in. I have to edit this out. Gorman, come. I don't believe in editing. <sighs> it's staying in there. It's staying in? It's staying, staying in, in there, Gorman, baby. stop barking. He does this thing when he goes out to do a wee. He'll do some preemptive barks. So he'll go outside and just before he does his wee, he'll just throw out five or six random like warning barks to let everyone know that he's the boss around here. I've been cutting his hair um, sporadically. He hates it so much. I bought new blades for the clippers and it's just so much work because he hasn't had it done in a while and he hates it. His little bits have knotted and matted together so I have to get the scissors and cut them out manually. And... How many hours? I would have spent five hours on this current haircut and it's about two hours from being done. It's usually not that bad, but it's just I let it get really bad and I needed to buy blades and all that. So like there's a piece right now that I've just found on his chest and I want to cut it out right now while I've still found it. It's like a piece of matted hair. And he lets you do the first bit and then he goes, I don't like that anymore. And he puts on a fuss just like he did just then and doesn't let me do anything more. It's so crazy. And he starts, he does this thing where he puts his paw on my shoulder. Like, I'm going to dominate you now. Now, it's very cute, but it's also quite frustrating. He's a very stubborn little man, aren't you? He thinks he's the boss of everything. Thinks he's the boss of everything.
Podcast.